Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us, and we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day, and I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events, and uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Amen. If, if we tr- turn on our Bibles, we're going to go to uh, Luke chapter 2, and uh, we're going to read the Christmas story. We're going to le- read Luke's account of the Christmas story, and uh, you know what? I'm just going to read it to you from right here on the piano, amen? If they want to put it on the screen for me, Luke chapter 2, we'll read verses 1 through 20. The scripture says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Amen. Verse number two, or verse number three, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Praise God for taxes. Amen. Verse number four. Hallelujah. Sister Sophia, follow me. Verse number four. And Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Everybody say Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. Verse number five. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be Delivered. It always happens at the right time, doesn't it, ladies? Amen. And verse number eight. Verse number eight. Amen. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. Somebody said, don't be afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Hallelujah. Amen. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass. Somebody say, See this thing which the Lord hath made known unto us. Amen. And they came with haste. Somebody say, They came with haste. And found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad 
the saying which was told them concerning this child. Praise God. And all that all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Amen. Would you put your Bible down and help me pray over the rest of this time together? Would you just call on the name of Jesus right now? Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, oh God. Thank you for the gift that you've given us by coming to this earth, Lord, for, for coming in that manger. Although you could have come any other way, you came humbly in a manger to us, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, God. And we thank you for the sacrifice that you gave coming to this earth. In Jesus' name. Come on, would you just worship him one more time? Give God some high praise in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. You could be seated at this time. Amen. I want to preach to you for just a little while, just a short time together on this thought. And I believe they have a slide for it. And it's, I want to see him for myself. I want to see him for myself. Amen. I don't know about you, but this Christmas, I want to know Jesus even more than I did yesterday. There is no greater life than being a born-again Christian. There's no greater life than knowing Jesus. Amen. I could have all of the money in the world. I could have all of the things that I had on my wish list. But if I got none of those things and I still had Jesus, I've got everything I need. Because Jesus is my everything. I come to just say to you here today that we ought to find Jesus and we ought to see Jesus and be closer to Jesus this next year than we've ever been before. It's a new year upon us. And so we have got to have something in us that says, I have got to know him better. We have all kinds of New Year's resolutions. We have all kinds of things that we aspire to be, whether it's with our fitness, whether it's with our finances, but greater than all of those things, we should desire to see Jesus and we have to have a desire in us to see him for ourselves. Can you say amen? Amen. And that is the attitude that I see in the word of God. When I read the story and we focus on the aspect of the shepherds. You see, there's many pieces to the story that we could talk about. But I've come to just talk about just one piece of the story. And it is that that we can learn from the shepherds. Somebody say the shepherds. You see, the shepherds had an urgency inside of them to see him for themselves. They wanted to go and see it firsthand. 
the angel came and began to declare these things. You know, that's kind of like the service even here today. We are proclaiming that Christ is born. We are proclaiming every Sunday that Jesus Christ is alive and well. Amen. That our Savior, our Messiah, He's alive. Hallelujah. And if our Savior is alive, then there is peace. Then there is goodwill toward all men. Amen. We proclaim that all the time. But the shepherds had something inside of them that said, I have to go and see Jesus for myself. And they went, the Bible tells us, with haste. Somebody say, with haste. That means they went in a hurry. They went quickly. They went so they could see him for themselves. I hope this Christmas that you also have an urgency in your spirit to see Jesus just like these shepherds did. You see, there's no greater pursuit that we can have in life than to know Jesus and to see Jesus for ourselves. Amen? Because when you've seen him for yourself, it gets down on the inside of you. His spirit begins to live on the inside of us. And when he's on the inside of us, nothing can shake us. Nothing can deter us. When we see the glory of God for ourselves. Hallelujah. In John chapter 4, the Bible tells us that Jesus went and she, he met with this woman, this Samaritan woman, and he began to speak with her. And he told her, he gave her a promise. He said that the water that I can give. You see, they were standing next to a well where she was drawing water. All by herself, she had to go to this well to draw the water because of her being a Samaritan. And Jesus tells her, just like you draw this water, I am going to give water one day. And the water that I give is going to be water that's everlasting life. Doesn't that sound good? I want life. I don't want death. Amen. I don't worship death. I worship life. The life that Jesus gives. Amen. And you can see something in the scripture when you read it in your Bible in John chapter 4. That I find so interesting. You see, just as soon as Jesus finishes telling her that I can give everlasting life. She makes this statement. She says, sir. Give me this water that I thirst not. Now, I don't think she said it in just a relaxed voice. I don't think she said, sir, would you please give me this water? No. She was shouting that, no doubt. Because she was, the, she was asking for it. She said, wow, that sounds pretty good. That life that you give sounds pretty good. Sir, give me this water that I thirst not. They had, she had an urgency in her spirit to find that everlasting life. we got to have that 
urgency on the inside of us like the shepherds have had and like the woman at the well had to say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I've got to have you. Lord, I want to be closer this year than I've ever been before I want to see him for myself. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you something else. These shepherds, they had to make a journey to see Jesus. They had to make a journey to see him. This photo that you see on the screen, I took this photo myself when I went to Israel. And I was very surprised to learn that in the hills all around Bethlehem and in the hills all around Jerusalem, there are shepherds to this day. And you probably can't see it so well, but I was taking this from a bus very quickly. Just snapped this photo and you could see there's sheep on those hills. And there's two figures at the very top of the hill. They're shepherds tending their sheep. But something I learned about Israel is Israel is not a flat valley like, like here. In some places it's flat. But not where the shepherds raised their sheep. Not around Bethlehem. Not around Jerusalem. But it was its mountains and its hills. And it's a challenging place to live. Many of these shepherds, they actually live in the homes that they've built themselves out in these mountains, out in these hills. And some of them you would probably consider to be a shack because they just built it out of whatever materials they could find. But this is their, their occupation. They take care of the sheep. These shepherds, they had to go a long way to find Jesus. They had to go a long way to see him for themselves. And it just kind of puts into my spirit that it's the same way in God. You see, we will never arrive. The Bible tells us that our God is unsearchable. He's so big, you cannot learn everything about him. But that doesn't mean you should stop where you are. But you should make the journey. You should keep on pushing forward. You should keep on reaching. Paul said it this way. He said, I count myself not as to have apprehended. I haven't seen enough. I haven't heard enough. But I've got to know him in my spirit. I've got to know him down in my soul even more today than I did yesterday. I've got to see him. I need to see him all the time because my carnal nature will try to pull me back to where I came from. And so we have got to have an urgency to reach in our spirits. We've got to have a burden and desire to see him and make the journey no matter the cost. It's worth it to see him. It's worth it to see the glory that's proclaimed from this pulpit all the time. You see, you can see him for yourself. You probably have seen it. People come to this altar and they receive a blessing from God. They shake and they tremble and they praise God as they get a blessing from the Lord. And you sometimes see them and you think, man, I wish I could get that. I'm just being real with you here today. 
I want to tell you, he absolutely wants to reach you. He absolutely wants to fill you with his spirit. He absolutely wants to transform you into a new creature. He absolutely wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost if you haven't received the Holy Ghost before. Because our God has good things for his children. The Bible says he's a good father. He's not just a baby in a manger, but this baby is the everlasting father. Hallelujah. I know it sounds funny. It sounds like a situation where, you know, the, the nephew's born before the uncle is, you know. You ever have that happen in your family? But that's how it is. You see, the Ancient of Days was born on that Christmas day. He was born in that manger, and he can be born inside of you even 2,000 years later. Our God, he still saves. He still causes others to be born again. Hallelujah. I didn't, I didn't come just to read the story and we go home. But I come with an urgency to tell you. I hope, I hope you'll bear with me here for this little while. I feel God calling us to a higher place. I feel God calling us to a deeper level. But it's going to take somebody who's willing to take a step of faith. It's going to take somebody who's willing to make the journey, who's going to keep walking, who's going to start searching. Amen? God has more for you. Somebody say, point at yourself. Say, God has more for me. He has more for you. He doesn't have the best days behind you, but the best days are in front of you. Somebody say, they're in front of me. Hallelujah. God has more in 23 than he did in 22. You want to know how I know? Because the number's higher. You know, some of you say, okay, you know, we're getting older. I don't, I don't like how old I am, right? You know, my age is, you don't want to celebrate what that number is for your birthday anymore. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you hit a big number for your birthday. You're like, ooh, that's a... That's an older age, you know. But you've been serving God all this time. What makes you think he's done? What makes you think that serving God for a long time means that you just plateau? You just you stay stagnant. No. It gets sweeter, the old timer said, than the day before. It gets sweeter and sweeter. Amen. That's how living for God is. I wish that this church would be a church that's reaching, that all of us in here are reaching. And I know we are because we've been kingdom first. We had the mission of go. We've had the, the, all these missions. We had the, the mission, mission to, to reach and to go further in God. Don't let it stop now. I know it's a simple message. Take a tip from a shepherd. I know they smell funny, but so do you. Praise God. But we need sometimes a Holy Ghost bath, and we need it to purify our minds to get rid of that stinking thinking. 
it's not a story for somebody else. The Christmas story. The angels came to the shepherds and spoke to them. And this is really my final point I want to make here. You're so blessed. Oh, God. You're blessed more than you know. You see, God saw fit to speak to those people. God Almighty in heaven said to them that Jesus Christ is born. That glory has settled on the earth. That the Messiah has come. They got to hear that message. You see, we should consider ourselves so blessed. You who are on the live stream, you who are in the room, that you got to hear the message of Jesus Christ. You see, the blessing that the Samaritan woman had was that Jesus came by her well. And he came by at the time that she would visit. Do you think that was by accident? Do you think he chose the group of shepherds at random? No, but rather he chose a group who would get behind it. He chose a group who would believe it, and not only would they believe it, but they would go and shout it to the mountains. They would shout it to the masses of people that Jesus Christ is born. He handpicked who he would say this word to. And because he picked the right people, they went and spread the word all around. I've come to tell you this. God has confidence in you. But you've got to see him for yourself. I know what you're saying. I'm shy. I can't tell anybody. Let his light shine out of you. Let that Holy Ghost shine through you. Amen. Because when you've seen him for yourself, you can't help but spread the news. I don't know about you. This year I want to be so full of Jesus that I can't help myself but find somebody to tell about him. I want to be so filled with the Holy Ghost that it just flows out of me when I'm at Walmart. It just flows out of me when I'm at Target. It just flows out of me with everybody I see and touch. I don't know about you, friend of mine. I want to find somebody I can tell about Jesus. Hallelujah. But I see the formula in the word of God. I don't have to be good. I just have to see him. Who is good. I just have to be around him enough. I know this is probably the strangest Christmas message you ever heard. But, you know, you know how a tanning bed works? You know, they, you ever heard of a tanning bed? You, you sit in the bed and they, they shine this light on you and it just, it melts your skin. Probably not good for you. <laughs> what happens also when you lay in the sun? 
Some of us tan. Some of us just get crispy. All right, let's just be honest. Some of us probably shouldn't lay in the sun for very long. You're just going to turn red, and you're going to have a sunburn, okay? Are you hearing me in the house? I have seen the formula in the Word of God. And it's that when you see him for yourself, and you see that glory firsthand, he changes you. He has, he's so powerful. He's so holy that just being around him, he changes us. He works in us. You don't have to be outgoing. Your personality doesn't have to change, but you just need to be around Jesus. This new year, this prayer revival, I pray that you get so full of the Holy Ghost that the formula I'm describing just works in you. That the occupation you don't even have. You know, these people took care of sheep. They're in the mountains. And yet they could proclaim the goodness of God. I'm a shepherd. Can I be honest with you? I relate to that shepherd. You see, I don't think that I was made to be very outgoing. But when I'm around Jesus, he begins to affect me. My skin begins to be affected. My voice begins to be affected. You know, I find it interesting that he picked the sign of speaking in tongues to being how we receive the Holy Ghost. Perhaps it's so that we can see God in control of us. For the Bible says that the tongue is the most wicked muscle, the most wicked thing in our body. It can speak evil. It can, it can speak no good. But when God takes control, we speak the goodness of God. We speak in that heavenly language. Hallelujah. And I think what God's trying to tell us is, I'm not just controlling your tongue physically, but I can change you to be my creature. He can, like the potter, he can make a beautiful creation out of just a lump of clay. Like Jeremiah was told in Jeremiah 18. Jeremiah said, hey, or God said to Jeremiah, hey, go down to the potter's house. See, this is how I can control and how I can change someone that's submitted to me, that's around me. We can't be affected by him if we aren't in his hands. The potter has no control over a lump of clay way out but if that will be in his hands we could be somebody in God I don't care about being somebody anywhere not even not even in the church I just want to be in his hands I just want to see him for myself 
Hallelujah. Anybody else feel that way? Are you feeling what I'm preaching here today? You're a shepherd that God is calling, that God is reaching, and he's going to use you for his kingdom. Amen. As we stand to our feet in this house, I want us to pray, and you can come to this altar. I believe the Lord will, will visit us in this house. Amen. I believe he's going to pour out his spirit in this house. How many of you feel like the Lord is calling you to just be closer to him? I want to see this child for myself. I want to know him for myself. It's not what somebody else knows. It's not what somebody else's relationship with God is. But I want to just see him for myself. I want to know Jesus above all, as Paul said. Bishop Paul Price would pray that all the time, countless prayers. He would ask and say to the Lord, and he'd preach that I just want to know Jesus. What a beautiful testimony. What a beautiful life to live. That his pursuit in life was just to know Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I just want to know him. That I can, that I can be a reflection of his glory. That he can use me to speak to others. That he can use me to impact the nations. But I don't want to seek him just for how I could be used, but I want to seek him because I want to know him. Amen. Would you lift up your hands and lift up your voice if you receive that in this place? I want to see you, Jesus, for myself, Lord. I want to know you for myself, Lord. I want to know you more than ever before. I want to be like those shepherds and go quickly. I decided today, God, I just want to run into your arms. I want to be close to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, you can lift up your voice in this house and call on his name right now. He's moving in this place. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.